everyone good afternoon welcome to bible study and i'm so excited we are going to be concluding on the last portion of the first salary earner in the bible and um, the first salary earner who was also a child of the covenant jacob and if you haven't looked at our preceding studies of the believer the marketplace and his god you should go back to our two previous studies on our um anchor fm link um uh, and make sure that you go through the so many nuggets in there so let's dive right into it like i always say get your bible get your pen get your water your coffee your drink your soda whatever it is find a nice comfortable place say a short word of prayer so that the holy spirit opens your understanding and let's dive right into scripture today we're going to be going to genesis chapter 29 from verse 19 to 27 and then from there, we're going to be going through 30 and 31. So I will be referencing the key scriptures so you can go with me. So remember that we had studied about Jacob. I mean, remember Jacob, right? Uh, the guy that ran away from home after cheating his brother. Well, did he really cheat? Well, that's another story for another day. But um, this guy, we talked about him and Laban. So what, what, what are we seeing in 19 to 27? Jacob had stepped into this company. Jacob had started working with this man. Jacob had shown innovation. And the man could see already that there was something extraordinary about Jacob. So what does he do? He offers Jacob anything that Jacob wants. And because of Jacob's mindset about who he is, and I will not dive deeply into this. This was in a previous Bible study. Um, Jacob didn't negotiate properly. He didn't even ask God what he should negotiate for. Anyway, we move forward um, um, seven years because what he negotiated was seven years to marry the younger daughter, Rachel. Now, some things are very interesting to me. Like, how do you walk with someone for seven years and not know that the person is a funny person? Have you ever thought about it? So Jacob didn't even think that Laban was going to be funny towards him. I wonder if Jacob, in the seven years of working, really, really knew Laban. A valid question, don't you think? When we get to heaven, we'll ask him. <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> but while Jacob was waiting for all of this to happen, um, uh, Jacob gets married and he Laban cheats him. 101. Hmm. And then he has to walk for another seven years to marry Rachel. And we're going to be diving right into what I call the spirit of Laban. Now, this it's very interesting that in the first interaction in the marketplace, God introduces us to this spirit called the spirit of Laban. And what is the spirit of Laban? It is a spirit of manipulation, insincerity, deceit, pretenses, and lies. This spirit is the kind of spirit it operates amongst a lot of leaders and a lot of cultures in organizations. Sometimes it's overt and sometimes it's subvert. Sometimes it's in your face and sometimes it's in the subtle little things that people do in meetings and boardrooms, all the um, lying and bootlicking and all those things. The spirit of Laban manifesting itself in different ways. So how do you know that you are working in an organization where the spirit of love and it's in every organization, but how do you know that it is so uh, it's, it's, it's prevailing in that organization or that your boss is that kind of person? And this is how it is in the marketplace, guys. People that have the spirit of love and controlling or manipulating them always hold on to people who are successful to use them. Their personal success is always more important to them than building up others. 
They dread releasing others to succeed, but instead want to keep them under their control and use them to uplift themselves. They are promise breakers, changers of covenants, and changers of agreements. So if you are seeing this kind of behavior in the people you work with, just know that you are working with people that the spirit of Laban is prevalent in their lives. And it is very interesting. I can give you some examples of how Laban did this to, to, to Jacob. In Genesis, um, I believe it was Genesis chapter 30, right? Or is it 31? I mean, as in Laban was me. I mean, he was just so nasty. To, I don't even know how to say it. He was just so nasty to, 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 to Jacob, right? Um, Jacob walked for 14 years. Jacob was telling him in Genesis chapter 30 from verse 27 to 28. He said he walked with him for 14 years, 14 years, right? He said while he was walking with him in those 14 years, so many things happened to Jacob. So, so many things that I can't even uh, begin to, I can't even begin to imagine how he felt, in 27 to 29, he asked him, he said, Laban said to Jacob, because he knew that Jacob was the secret of his success. He said to Jacob, he said, if I have favor in your eyes, he said, please stay. He said, I have learned by divination. I mean, he actually went to, in my, in my culture, they call it Babalao, that's my language, my local language. He went to an evil priest. He went to go and find out by checking, you know, sciences and stuff and was told that the Lord blessed him because by divination that the Lord had blessed him because of Jacob. So he knew Jacob was the source of his success. And he therefore told Jacob, he said, tell me anything you want and I will pay you because I am, I want to keep you. But what he did to Jacob was so horrible. I mean, he changed his wages. He worked for 14 years for his wife. He worked for six years making money for Laban and Laban changed his wages 10 times. And you know what? He didn't even stop there, which means that he told him, I will pay you this amount of salary and then he would reduce it. I will pay you this amount of salary and then he wouldn't pay it. Am I, am I, is this sounding like some people that some people work with? Right? I will give you this bonus and then at the end of the day, they reduce it. I, I, I would, you know, if you do this, I will do this. And then in the end of the day is one story, even though you achieve the goal. These kind of behaviors are Laban type spirits. Now, what is very interesting about this is that Laban was not in doubt that Jacob was the reason for his success. And then after telling Jacob in verse 27, in 28, name your wages. He goes down and in verse 30 to 34, are you with me on this? This guy is so, I don't even know the word to use for him. Like, really? And then he, he, he negotiates with him and says, um, 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 we will divide our business capital into two and I will give you the less productive part of the business. And then removes the less productive part of the business. He removes his foundational capital. This is literally like somebody telling you, uh, to, they are giving you this target and then they tell you these are the resources that we're going to give you. And then in the last minute, they don't give you the resources, but they still expect you to achieve the target. I can hear somebody gasping, that just happened in my office. That's literally what Laban did too. Jacob. Hmm. So the question becomes, why would Jacob, a child of the covenant, somebody who was obviously making a lot of money for Laban, a superstar, 
continue to take this kind of behavior. Number one, Jacob's perception of himself from the beginning was the perception of a man that was disadvantaged. As I said, if you go to our previous study, you will, you will learn how Jacob negotiated wrongly from the beginning. So when you go into an organization and you negotiate from the position of a from a disadvantaged position, Laban or the Babylonian system will always skew their negotiations in their favor because you are not sure of your worth. Now, we however see, and that was why he stayed that long, because by the time we get to Genesis chapter 30 verse 34 to um, at 34 to 36, just to recap, is where Jacob um, um, was cheated of his foundational capital. But we get to where Jacob starts to tell Laban about himself. And he's telling Laban, he said, he's telling Laban, he said um, to Laban, uh, he said, Jacob was able to articulate. And if you want to open with me, Genesis chapter 31, verse 38 to 42, he was able to articulate the value he had brought in the last 20 years. Jacob said to Laban that in the last 20 years, you have not lost any business. You have never had to lose capital. I have downloaded innovative, creative business multiplication strategies for you. If there were any losses on the ideas that I put on the table, I paid them from my own money. And I worked hard day and night, both in good and bad situations. That was Genesis chapter 31 from verse 38 to 42. So my question becomes to you, in the place where you are working now, can you articulate the value that you have brought to that business? Can you say in the last one year, you were like this, but now you are like this? Because when Jacob was going to come to the negotiation table, those were the things he put on the table. Now, that isn't even the most important thing. What do you do in this Laban-driven world? What is your advantage in this Laban-driven world? And Jacob had only one real advantage. He had the most powerful weapon that any believer has in the marketplace. What is it? Drum roll. A relationship with the King of Kings. In his relationship with the Almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth, and all things visible and invisible, the Almighty God gave Jacob a download of innovative ideas and solutions wisdom to know how to execute those the innovative ideas and solutions despite the obstacles that were in his way and the almighty god made sure that in the realm of the spirit where things really happen <laughs> things were skewed in jacob's favor he gave him wisdom to renegotiate with with laban the step-by-step -step process of creating his, meaning Jacob's get out of here fund, and the exact timing of when to exit. Now, anywhere where you are, these things, it is interesting that God downloaded these five 
key things to the first believer that worked as a career person or worked under someone in the marketplace. I will repeat them again. A download of innovative ideas and solutions. Wisdom to know how to execute the innovative ideas and solutions despite challenges. Wisdom to know how to negotiate for salary increases. Wisdom, the step-by-step -step process of creating his get-out-of-here fund and the knowledge of when to exit the organization. The most powerful weapon a believer has in the market, marketplace is a vibrant, active, intimate relationship with the King of Kings. It is your competitive edge. Therefore, in summary, the spirit of Laban operates in the marketplace. You need to know who you are and you need to be able to recognize it. You need to be able to articulate what you bring to your organization. You need to know your advantage when you are negotiating, otherwise you will be cheated. And you need to know when to leave and how to leave. Most importantly, you need to know that you have the believer's advantage. Let us pray. Daddy, we just want to thank you. We come in the name of Jesus. And we just want to thank you for how you teach us how to live in the marketplace. Thank you for giving us a vibrant, active relationship with you. For anybody that is listening to this Bible study that does not have a vibrant, active relationship with you, I call forth a desire for a relationship with God in your spirit. I call forth a desire to know God better and that your steps will be ordered to where your hunger will be flamed and fled in the name and fed in the name of Jesus. Daddy, please help us to download innovative strategies. Please give us the wisdom to know how to execute despite challenges. Please teach us how to negotiate in the marketplace. Teach us how to build our get out of here fund and let us never stay even a second more than we should in any place. Let us know when and how to exit. Thank you for everything you've taught us from the life of Jacob as a career man in the business of Laban. We love you. Thank you, Big D. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, the amazingly awesome HS. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Now, make sure you listen to the three studies over and over again. Until we discuss our next topic, which is going to be, hmm, watch out for it. Remember, God loves you so much. God bless you. And Merry Christmas in advance.